Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host. And I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor. If you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA. That stands for next level agents. Ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up, The Kevin and Fred Show, and please leave us a review. That is the best way to support our efforts here in the show. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kevin and Fred Show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. That's Fred Weaver, and we're the aptly named Kevin and Fred. And uh, welcome back to the podcast two weeks in a row, buddy. Proud of you. Woo! Fourth appearance this year. Glad to be here. Did you uh, guys hear the round of applause I was given before guarantee, play no, and record? No, not a chance. Um, so, so dude, lot, we got quite a few comments too on our episode last week where we talked about the news of open door getting a rather large fine slap on the hand from the FTC for $62 million. Um, that was interesting. I think there's still a lot more to come from that. Some of that we'll talk about this week with their apparent new, friend frenemy zillow uh partner frenemy i'm not real sure what to call open door and zillow frenemy feels like the most appropriate thing so we'll talk about that uh today and then um bfrns it's like a bff but it's just your, your best friend right now i've never heard of that, Is that i just thing? made that up i don't know Sound you just heard that up. that sounds like a I just made that up that's like a finstagram where it's like something the kids made up and it's like it sounds real Maybe it'll have a life of its own. Would you call it BFRN? BFRN. It's my best friend right now. Uh, Dude, that's going to take off. You think that's taking off? I think you might have found something. BFRN. Hashtag. Anyways, what else are we going to talk about today, dude? (laughs) Well, I think the the overwhelming story so far here in early August 2022, at least in the real estate news sector, is just the talk around real estate and technology and the disruptions and the fines and the profitability and the lack thereof and Inman Connect and just all these conversations kind of converging around real estate and tech here in August of 2022. So I'd like to talk a little bit about that. You know, speaking of that too, this is a great segue is because this company is invested into so many of these, these other, the, some of the companies' names you're going to bring up in a moment, but like earnings release for a lot of tech companies have been happening over the last like 10 days. SoftBank lost 23 billion. That's with a B ladies and gentlemen, SoftBank lost $23 billion last quarter, not last year. And it wasn't even their worst quarter ever on record. That's crazy, right? 23 billion with a B they lost in the last quarter. And uh, I think maybe you're going to share some of the reason why uh, when we talk about some of those, uh, the Inman connect, um, talking points. Yeah. Well, let's just start with the fact that, you know, whether you like our opinion on things or not, the reason that you and I have always been okay talking about the open doors and the offer pads and the Zillow offers, because I like seeing new things show up in our industry. I like people that try to try new stuff, right? Absolutely. I don't, I don't knock on that. Now, do I like people that flat out, you know, try to put the blame in some of their marketing on real estate? Aid? Nah, of course, no. of course not. Right. But I think there's just as much flack that comes from real estate agents to those tech companies trying to disrupt our industry as there is that goes back the other way. It's like kind of a two-way street. So as you mentioned on our last podcast, people were kind of dancing and rejoicing in the streets over the SEC's fine. Uh, a couple of days later, Zillow followed up the open door SEC fine news by you know announcing that they are actually going to offer a button on their website where you can request an offer on your home via their BFRN open door. 
Yeah, formerly arch rivals, now BFRNs. Yeah, uh, that so really it, is it's just off. further proof that these companies have uh, fairly deep pockets. We'll get a little d- deeper into that for sure. And they're going to continue to try to reinvent themselves and raise cash and capital and make the changes they need. Um, again, I, I think as agents, all we need to do is like we don't have to lose all the money that they're losing to realize that there's something out there that consumers. Uh, are at least open to, which is a more seamless, easier way to perhaps trade in their house versus sell it. Or at least they're open to viewing multiple offers in different ways to sell their house versus just sign in the yard, put the house on the MLS. The majority of people are still going to the MLS, getting the most amount of money. Real estate agents are still heavily involved in the transaction. But I personally think it's kind of cool watching these guys just trip all over themselves and then also find a win along the way as they try to sort of reinvent the way things are done. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I want to just, I want to reiterate, I said it last week, I'm going to say it again, uh, because I think it's worth repeating because everyone like, not everyone, a lot of agents want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Which is open door, Zillow, et cetera. They're all bad. They bad, bad, bad. That's just not true. Like if we just look at it for the simple fact of, again, they're offering consumers something that we weren't we weren't offering them. And so now we have to compete around that. And if we're really smart and intelligent, we'll just take the cues from them, right? So they're not all bad. And on the other side, again, real estate agents are not bad either. In fact, they're needed now more than ever, in my opinion, they're literally needed more than ever today. And so to these companies who want to, at the end of the day, these companies, I mean, you're going to, we're going to share some stats from, how do you say it? Mike Del Preeti? Mike Del Preeti. Del Preeti. Del Preti. No, Preti. You're saying now you're messing me up. It's Mike Del Preti. Mike Del Preti. I just heard him say his own name for the first time. So we're going to hear some of this where, where he shares some of the stats from with what's really going on in the world with buyers and sellers and companies and, and some of the truth rather than the noise. Yeah. Well, if you haven't already uh, in the show notes, we're going to make note to a video that you should go watch. Yeah. Mike Del Preti did a presentation at Inman Connect in Las Vegas uh, here earlier this month. And it's a 17-minute presentation uh, entitled WTF. Uh, but what I thought was kind of interesting is I pulled out some of the slides and listened to that. And, I, you know, I, I learned some new things. And then I wasn't surprised on a few other things along the way. But let's since we're talking about Open Door and Zillow and we're talking about tech and, you know, whether these models are sustainable or not, let's just talk about some of the numbers. Okay. So, um, first of all, it's kind of like a no-brainer for most of us, or at least we all recognize that, like, most real estate tech stocks are down year to date and over the last 12 months. Yeah, I think um, that's what I've heard. Somewhere. Some of them ranging from 60 to 85%, depending upon who you want to look at, but kind of kind of interesting, right? Open Doors uh, total net losses since 2017 are now up to $1.6 billion. So their net loss for 2021 was between six and 700 million, taking their total net losses uh, up to 1.6 billion. Not far behind them, Zillow's net losses in 2021, and I believe they halted business in 2021 too. Well, for Zillow offers. For Zillow offers, thank you. Okay, so they halted some Zillow offers, but Zillow offers, this is just Zillow offers net losses, 1.5 billion. Yeah, well, because that was the cash that they raised too. Like, wasn't it 1.5 billion yeah. that, that they raised? Uh, and I'm sorry, 1.5 billion for 2019, 20, and 21. Uh, 2021 was almost $1 billion in net losses. So you can kind of see why they uh, shut down. But before you want to go, just poke at them, right? It's really easy to go, well, those dumb idiots that never sold real estate before. Of course, yeah. Compass is a real estate brokerage, like a well-funded or previously well-funded real estate brokerage that you so just referenced. It's running out. They have, they're up to 1.7 billion, 1.7 billion in, in net loss, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21 combined. 
So over the last six years, 1.7 billion. I, I, that can't. So that say, what's that old saying? You have to spend money to make money or something. I think, I think maybe some, I think that's getting stretched a little bit. Yeah. Right? I, I love uh, Mike Del Preti. He, he, he uh, referenced Richard Branson, who you and I both follow and like pretty well. Uh, he says, if you want to be a millionaire, start with a billion dollars and launch a new airline. Yeah. Right. Like launch a new real estate yeah. tech company. So we're kind of in this model now of, of you know, I, I think it's most of us understand when companies start Amazon, et cetera, like they don't start with instant profitability, right? There, there's, yeah. there's something to be said about having to change the way a whole industry business is done, but we're now entering a phase of like, what is starting to be sustained unprofitability for some of these companies. They're like Zillow offers, for example, yeah. shut down the operations for the reasons of they couldn't sustain that unprofitability. Right. And now they're partnering with their BFRN. Um, cash of course is King. We've kind of always known that I'd like one of the things Mike Del Preti said, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, for those of you that geek out on like, you know, public company financials, he said, you can't pay your bills in adjusted EBITDA, you know, yeah. like adjusted EBITDA. You, you actually have to pay with cash. Yeah. Like you cash. have to actually still... pay your bills with cash. Right. So, um, he showed some slides, which, uh, again, you should go watch the video. We're going to link here in the show notes, but he showed some slides about, you know, cash and cash burn. And what's interesting is like, you know, EXP, Douglas Elliman, Redfin, Compass, these are all, for the most part, pretty tech forward brokerages, right? And, um, you know, most of them have a pretty decent amount of cash on hand. Uh, but what the concerning piece for three of those four brokerages is that there's a cash burn going on, right? Douglas Elliman, Redfin, Compass, last or first quarter of 2022, like they were unsustainable models from the standpoint of they, they burned cash, right? And so EXP, on the other hand, um, you know, burned cash, if you will, but their cash balance went up. So these other companies' cash balance went down as they're just burning through stuff. And what was interesting is like, now again, Mike Del Preti even said, you can't just take the first quarter of one year right. and run it out over time. But but what's interesting is like EXP's model, which now for a couple of years has had cash on hand rising, right? Um, versus Douglas Elliman, Redfin and Compass. Like if those guys continue to burn the cash that they burned in the first quarter of 2022, they'll run out of it. Like Compass has like 10 quarters left, right? Redfin has like 28 quarters left. Douglas Elliman has like 40 quarters left if they don't do something different. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a, you know, it's really funny because uh, it, this is not a, an episode about EXP or a pitch for EXP, but Maybe obviously it should be. you and I are um, what only for people who understand math. And so the, the you and I, we made the move to EXP just over four years ago. And what's the one thing we heard from all the detractors that, well, don't go there. That model's not sustainable, mm -hmm. sustainable. It's not sustainable, not sustainable. What I'm hearing is actually... <laughs> I don't know. Actually, it sounds like it's might be the only one that really is at this point of of the of the new ones, right? It's crazy. Uh, Compass's latest earning call, they kind of you know they were asked what's gonna what's gonna change for you, and they basically tried to put a positive spin on saying that they were gonna tax their agents more, right? They were gonna change their splits uh, to get more of the co commission dollar. Which, if you're a Compass agent out there, um, you know, I'll do respect to you. I love it. Be whatever brokerage you want to be at, but many Compass agents uh, are already paying a pretty decent amount of money to be at that company to begin with. And now they're faced with the, you know, being charged more to even be there. Did you say they were going to tax their agents? Well, I mean, isn't that what a commission that's, split is? To that's a very real of them. Yeah. Very real. Pretty interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there was a lot that was kind of shared and, and talked about. One of the other things that was, was talked about was the transaction volumes of some of these, uh, we'll call them, um, you know, sort of, uh, 
what kind of brokers do you want to call these technology brokerages for lack of a better maybe term? tech first tech okay i, I don't tech know first. Tech i mean forward. most people would say yeah redfin compass exp they're sort of tech forward tech first yeah. but whatever okay so the transaction volumes of these companies and there, there was a, a a slide that kind of showed and then it had realogy up there right like the beast that's been there for a long time uh, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019, like there was some slow, gradual growth amongst Redfin, Compass, and EXP. EXP and Compass were both growing a lot faster than Redfin in transaction volume. But then you see what's happened 2020 and 2021, and EXP's taken off. Compass has done better, but at the detriment of their financials, <laughs> while EXP's taken off at the benefit of their financials. Meanwhile, Redfin's just kind of hanging around with, with slow growth, if you will. Uh, but then you compare that to a Realogy, uh, EXP actually has now crossed Realogy in term, terms of transaction volume during 2020 and 2021. Like they crossed over. That's like wild. EXP has now passed Realogy. That's that was wild. pretty interesting. That's actually, that's really wild. So um, the last thing I'll say on this is, is the most interesting thing to me in all this is that like Mike Del Preti, he's, he's studying this stuff, right? Making this presentation is like, all these tech forward brokerages would like you to think their tech is going to be what gets them out of the hole or creates profitability. This is where I was go. But agent count is directly tied to all of these companies' profitability or lack thereof. It's you, agent count. Like that shouldn't shock most of us, but it, it if it shocks you, you're you've had your head in the sand and you're unrealistic about this business. You and I had a mentor, a boss even for a little bit that used to pound into our head that profitability in a in a real estate brokerage is correlated like 88% with agent count. Agent count is at, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters. And this is, I mean, this is proof of it, right? And so the other thing too, that he talked about in this, uh, in this talk at Inman, where he talked about like the Zillows and the open doors and compass to your point of like basically effectively raising their splits. All of these companies now, they've all shifted their, here's how I make money. It, it's by just getting a part of the uh, ours, the real estate agents commission, right? Yeah. Getting either some or more of our commission dollars. That's how Zillow plans to grow. That's how compass is going to apparently stop losing money every quarter for the rest of their, for the rest of their existence. That's how, uh, you know, all of these companies are going to grow is by taking more and more from the real estate agent. I'm not saying that's bad. I, in fact, a lot of it, I like, cause it's, it, it it's going to force people to innovate or die and to leave the, the industry. That said, there is going to be a lot of people that lose their lunch if they don't get their stuff together. Yeah, it's some interesting stuff out there. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about the real estate tech, you know, the investments into our industry and stuff. Last year alone, there was almost 20 billion, over $18 billion worth of real estate tech VC investment. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, you you take 2015 through 2020, and I'm just doing some rough math here, like, uh, 24, like 31 billion, 32, 33 billion over that six year period. And last year alone, we saw 18 billion. So all this money's going into our industry. Yet when we look at like, who's actually building a sustainable model and or changing the industry and, or probably under their current model, will still be here five years from now. It's the models that are involving the agent at the core of it and growing their transaction count. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Also, I thought you might like that one too. If you want to share that with our viewers, just the uh, iBuyer spending kind of, you know, share that as we end. iBuyer advertising spending. Oh my goodness. So 2017, that looks like about five to $10 million worth of spend. 2018, about 40, $45 million worth of spend. 2019, about 110, $120,000 worth. 2020, considerably lower as expected, just over 50 million, maybe 60 million. 2021 though. 
just a hair under 200 million, about $175 million in, in advertising spend. With one of the big players, Zillow offers kind of stepping out. Yeah. But now what's interesting is if you consider for a minute that Zillow offers is going to put a big open door button on their website, I don't know that you're going to count that as an advertising dollar, but if they did have to pay for that real estate space, as an example, yeah. what would that graph look like a year from now? Yeah. I mean, so the, I, and I, what this tells me, my thought is the, if they're going to sink money into that, if that's going to be the thing that goes up, that's the thing. And you and I know this by keeping our ear to the ground is that's the thing that resonates with the, with, with the consumers, right. Is having that option, right. People can list. You can discount it all day long. You can say it's never in the best interest of your client. Bullshit. You're wrong. It is in the best interest. If they decide that it's in their own best interest, it's not always about the most money. It's not your decision to make. Being a fiduciary is not always the most money. It's about what's most valuable and most important to that person. And so that tells me like, Hey, they know that they've hit a nerve or they've struck a nerve with the consumer. And like, we all have to address it. Like we have to have that in our arsenal, if we're going to service a good portion of the deals that are available. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go watch Mike Del Freddy's uh, presentation, 17 minutes long, uh, pretty educational, pretty funny, uh, but filled with all kinds of data. And I think you'll arrive at a place you probably knew, which is agents are, you know, still very central to the transaction and everything else. And, you know, you look at the data on FISBO sales versus sales with agents, blah, blah, blah. Agents are still central, but you can't also just say, well, all this other noise around me doesn't matter when 20 billion, nearly 20 billion, right? in VC tech investment is going into your industry in a given year. Like there's going to be a lot of noise around your job. So you got to have your ear to the ground enough to see what's going on and make some decisions on how you, you know, where you side and what you want to share with clients. But at the same time, you also have to remember like these companies still very much need us. That that's evident. Yeah. You know, one thing I'll say about the video and again, it to Fred's points, it's linked in the notes. Um, it would be very easy to dismiss it if you're a KW agent or a compass agent uh, and go, Oh, this is a pitch for EXP because the, because the data that he shares uh, or it's a pitch for tech companies like open door and offer pad. It's none of those things. It's some very factual evidence. And what you'll find towards the end when Mike starts to wrap up his message is that us, the real estate agent, the real estate broker involved in the transaction is not just needed more than ever is wanted more than ever by the consumer. And therefore, and, but he's, he's, he's given you insight on how to take that message to them. And so I would highly encourage you to take, take the next seven, I think it's a 17 minute or 22 minute long video. I forget exactly. Take that time and watch it. Like do it now. In fact, right now. That was fantastic. See you guys next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.